If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and I'm joined by just one of my gaming dads, another week in a row, but my dude Paris Lily is back at it again. What's going on, Paris? How are you? I'm good. I think Gary and I are trading off at this point, but uh, I, think his, <laughs> I think his excuse is pretty valid, so big congratulations again to him and his family. No doubt. Congratulations, Gary. We miss you and uh, wish you nothing but happiness, joy, and good health over in that household as they are celebrating a brand new newborn as well. So the whole kind of funny crew having some babies, Paris. And I guess that's a great question. As one of my gaming dads, right? I'll bring this into the gaming as well, along with having a baby. When you had your kids, Paris, what was that like juggling gaming, dad responsibilities, life in general? Did you find that you were still gaming or did gaming fall off the face of the planet? Yeah, I mean, it definitely slows down, you know, especially when they're they're tiny, just because the the lack of sleep. I mean, you you have to give them so much attention, you know, and, you know, obviously most of the credit goes to my wife. But, you know, even even for myself having to to pitch in, changing diapers, getting up in the middle of the night, feet, like all <laughs> those things that happen with, with the newborn. Um, yeah, yeah, gaming, you know, something has to give. <laughs> And, it, and gaming is probably right at the top of the list of something that you're going to sacrifice. But, you know, as they get a little older and they start to get on a scheduling thing, then you start to start to get it back in a little bit. But uh, I'm, I'm sure Gary has his hands full right now, but uh, it's definitely a blessing regardless. No doubt. His hands are full off the controller, unfortunately, Paris, because yeah. you and I and all the Xbox fans, we got a big upcoming couple of months here. A lot of games dropping and, uh, Gary might be missing out on the fun, but I'm sure he'll find some time oh, to yeah. game with all those awesome games coming up soon. But to kick off the show this week, there was some news that broke, and it's something near and dear to your heart. And I want to ask you a question about it because I think you're going to school me in the audience and give your thoughts oh, and feelings about it. But this actually comes from one of our best friends out in the audience. BJ Bernardo writes, Hey, y'all, I want to believe the rumors of a new splinter cell so with that positivity in my heart, I got to ask the question, how do we bring the series to the modern era and how can Hitman the game help with this? Do we double down or just go full stealthy spy OG splinter cell? Thanks, BJ. Now, Paris, I know your feelings and thoughts around Ubisoft and splinter cell, but I got to know, what do you envision a new splinter cell to be? How would you sell it to the masses? How would you make it fun and engaging? All right, let me first start off by saying exactly what I tweeted uh, when this, this broke, that I'll believe it when I have a controller in my hands and I'm actually playing it. I, I am not going to have my heart broken again, hoping for a, a Splinter Cell to come out. But to answer the question, what do I envision? I, the vision I've always had, and this is actually kind of goes into 
some of the criticism that I've seen online, just the fact that it's coming from Ubisoft is I'm envisioning them making a more open world type of splinter cell with some co-op aspects into it where you can go on like these specific type of spy missions, but there's also, you know, random events that, that you can explore in the world, things like that. But then the criticism on that is that just sounds like cookie cutter, you know, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, however you want to say it. That's how a lot of their games have become. So when I take that into, into regard, maybe go completely different, maybe do something that's more intimate. I, I do think co-op needs to, needs to return in some form. I mean, obviously Spy versus Mercs was huge, um, you know, in Splinter Cell series as far as the multiplayer goes, but even Chaos Theory with uh, some of the co-op things that, that missions you were able to do in that, I would love to see some of those things happen as well. I don't need a quote unquote remix of the old games. Like again, I bring up chaos theory as an example, because that game exists. If anything, you know, I would love to see a quote unquote modernization of it. The kind of like uh, EA is doing with dead space, because I think again, I keep talking about chaos theory because it's probably my favorite splinter cell, but I, I, I love Pandora tomorrow, that era of splinter cell. I would, but I would like to see them take a Sam Fisher, bring him into the modern era, the way, you know, gaming works, just the way that tech and gaming works, apply that like he's bringing up Hitman, apply some of those lessons learned that we've seen from games like that, bring those into the Splinter Cell series and go from there. It's it's tough, man. And this is probably why Ubisoft has has taken so long to bring back a Splinter Cell for everything that I'm talking about. No, we don't just want the same thing again because we, we've already had that, you know, in, in the previous generations. You want something fresh, but then you also don't want to just do, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Far Cry 6 with, with Splinter Cell either, or, or Ghost Recon Wildlands with Splinter Cell. You want to do something that feels, that feels unique to the Splinter Cell universe, to Sam Fisher, to being a spy, those mechanics and things that you would get out of a game like that would feel worthwhile. Again, I keep harping on co-op, being able to do multi-missions with your, your buddies and, and the, co the coordination and the cooperation that would have to happen when, when you have these multiple objectives that you may have to tackle together and it requires two or three people to do them at any one time. That's what I want to see from Splinter Cell. That's what I would hope to see. And that's why I'm not going to believe it until I have a controller in my hand and I'm actually playing it because it's not going to be easy. And this is probably why it's taken so long. Oh, man, you you say it so well, and you get me so excited because you were the person I want to talk to about Splinter Cell because I know you have such a great history with it. You know it so well, and yeah, you bring up just that weird balance, and I'm sure that push and pull that Ubisoft feels is like, how do you bring back something so beloved and make it exactly what everybody yeah. wants out there? Make it what the developers want to make as well. And you know, it's funny. I saw that conversation as well with Tam over on Kind of Funny Games Daily. He brought up man, I don't want to see a giant open world Splinter right, Cell, right? right? We see that this is kind of the formula that Ubisoft has created here, and it would be almost simple, like you said, right? Just sign, seal, deliver. Oh, there it is. A giant open world Splinter Cell. Have fun. Good luck. But then on the opposite side, you got me thinking, right? And I, I can't wait to see the comments, Paris. Well, down in the YouTube comments, people are going to get fired up about Splinter Cell. That's my favorite part yeah. about talking about this game. They're going to get fired up. But I love the idea of co-op. For me, I never was a big Splinter Cell guy but I am coming hot off the heels of just playing Operation Tango with Nick. And I really loved yes. that co-op yes. kind of solve this yes. puzzle together. And I can imagine you and I in a Splinter Cell type of world where 
that kind of puzzle element is linked up in there. And then all of a sudden, sync shots from Ghost Recon Wildlands are together where we're working together in unison. And then a beautiful world like Hitman would be really great, right? Where I can choke a guy out, drag him into the bathroom, take his clothes, go back out and mix into the crowd would be epic. So there's a lot of cool pieces you could pull from and create something special. But yeah, you, you got me excited, Paris. I mean, hey, it's it's such a beloved franchise. I mean, again, when we talk about Xbox, we talk about the we're here at the 20 year anniversary. One of my early memories is getting the OXM magazine and getting that Splinter Cell demo disc and it absolutely blowing my mind being able to play that game and to think you can do you can do this. You could be a spot. like it, it was crazy. And I, I instantly fell in in love with Splinter Cell from that moment. So that's why. You know, over the years, I've, I've jokingly keep saying, Ubisoft, please give us a new Splinter Cell. Stop teasing us with it and actually make one. So when this news came out, I got excited about it, of course. But then, you know, the, the tweet I put out, I also put a picture of uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 in, in the picture. <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. that. Because the whole point of that is Ubisoft has made a lot of promises of things over the years and they've yet to be realized. So just because they're saying a Splinter Cell is coming, that does not mean we're getting it anytime soon. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to wait with bated breath for, for one to magically appear. It very well could be 2025, 2026, as far as we know. But when we do get it, I hope, you know, it's not just rushed. I honestly, if they need to take it to 2025 to get it right, please do that. Don't rush it do something unique in the space, do something to kind of re reinvigorate the franchise. And, and I will say again, I, I think a very smart thing they could do is re-release the old ones, kind of do a remaster of the old ones and bring them back and put them on console. Again, I, I use EA as an example. Look at what they did with the Mass Effect trilogy, right? Bringing that back. Everyone was so excited to, to play those um, earlier this year. And, and clearly it got some new fans hooked while they work on the next version of Mass Effect. So now people are going to have this, this big anticipation for the next Mass Effect when it came out because they remastered the, the, the old trilogy. So again, give me the original. Give me Pandora Tomorrow. Give me Chaos Theory. Give me Blacklist. Whatever it is you want to do, bring those games back. Put them on the Series X. Put them on the PlayStation 5, the Xbox One, PS4, whatever you want to do. But if you could bring them back, maybe play them at 60 frames, you know, update some of the lighting shaders, things like that, and give us those old Sam Fisher games, I, I think Ubisoft would be surprised at how many people would gravitate towards that and, and, and really get hooked on that franchise. And then now they would be excited for that next Splinter Cell to come out instead of old fogies like me. <laughs> I love that. I, got, I guess I have a couple of questions for you, but I'll keep a, an easy one right now. If you could recommend a Splinter Cell game for the audience to go out there and check out, you know, thanks to backwards compatibility, there's a lot of old school Splinter games on your Xbox. What would be maybe one that you jump onto and push people towards to say, hey, this is the experience. This is kind of what you'll feel if you play these games. Well, yeah, and I've, I've already said it a thousand times already, but for me, it's Chaos Theory because that is my favorite Splinter Cell. Um, so that would be the one I would recommend because you're, you're getting the Spy versus Merc. You're getting the, the 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 single player campaign with that story. You're getting the co-op missions, and you know it, it, I, I think it's subjective. But for me, I thought that was the best job of blending all those different um, you know pieces together into one game, where I thought it really worked uh, very well. So that would be my recommendation for sure. Is is go with Chaos Theory. I mean, again, even Pandora Tomorrow, the the original Spy versus Merc that was in that one. Look. A little bit of cheating you can do in there, but we got to talk about that. But um, you know, it 
it it set up something that I'm actually surprised we don't see more of with, you know, you basically have the third person spies with, with their unique abilities. And then you have the first person mode with, um, you know, you know, the mercs or whatever. And then you're obviously, you know, hunting them down. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen other games. I'm blanking on the name, the one where you hunt the, the monster crap. I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting the name. I, I don't want to waste time on it, but okay. we've seen, we've seen it. I want to say evolve, evolve. I was going to say evolve is the four v one. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, kind of th- think of it in, in in that light when you think of spy versus mercs in in the Splinter Cell universe. But um, yeah, I yeah. So I guess they are on backwards compatible, right? Yeah. So I uh-huh. guess was, I, I know I own a number of them for sure. I, uh, but I probably didn't have a digital back then. I, I was going to say I should look in my library to see if I have any. I probably had only had the disc. Hmm. Uh, that's unfortunate. Anyways. To the to the point, I I would say yeah, go check out Chaos Theory. To, to me, I think that's a great one to to be an entry point uh, into the series. Okay, I love talking Hitman with or Splinter Cell with you. I love hearing that. And thank you to BJ Bernardo for writing in to kick off the show. But Paris, of course, this is the kind of funny X Cast we post each and every Saturday at six a.m. West Coast Best Coast Time on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and on podcast services around the globe. And really awesome one for all you Xbox best friends out there. We had on this week's kind of funny games cast. Myself, Tim Blessing, and Andy got to sit down and talk all things Xbox with the head oh, I know. of Xbox Game Studios, <laughs> Matt Booty Pairs. And it was really dope. It, it was, was a great it time. Was. It was. It really was. Uh, you know, it was one I talked about it with the team. And we had a really cool post show of just checking in with myself, Blessing, and Andy, and, you know, how we felt about everything in kind of the content creation world. But it was one of those of, you know me, I like to over-prepare. I get really excited to make a first impression. And I had all my questions written down, but I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, Mike, you're not the host of this one. You're going to be a support role. I want mm-hmm. you to have your questions in your background, but flow with the conversation, practice flowing with it, and see how it goes. And from the moment it started, it was a ton of fun. It was nothing but a smiles. Matt Booty is a really awesome guy. Like, if you listen to him on any of these podcasts, you ever get to meet him, this guy is really, really cool, and it's fun. You and I have talked about getting to meet some of the senior leadership team over at Xbox. Yeah. It's awesome because you're like, man, these guys and gals over there, they get it. They're fun to be around, and I can really entrust in them like being a gamer and going the right way. So that was really, really cool, Pairs. Yeah, it was funny. You know, when I, when I did the Showcase Extended, um, I got to meet a lot of the senior leadership at Xbox, you know, when we're filming everything, except Matt Booty. Like, I saw him like for half a second, but I never got a chance to talk to him. So it was funny when, when I saw the tweet go out that he was going on, I was like, wait, what? I go, so, <laughs> I was like, okay, so, so you get Phil, now you get Matt Booty. Before I was on XCast, you had Sarah Bond. It's like, I'm, I'm missing out on everything. I get nothing. We're missing out on all the fun, but yeah. it was really, really cool. So I implore everybody to go check it out. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And you can look on podcast services, the Kind of Funny Games cast for this week with Matt Booty. It was a ton of fun. And also, Paris, I got to learn there's a lot of cool things about Matt Booty that people might not know about, it, right? He's an awesome photographer. He likes to take photos of plane to plane. So he's up in the yeah. different airplanes photographing planes while they're moving. So that was really cool. He also worked at Midway Games, which is yep. you know one of my childhood favorite game companies back in the day from NFL Blitz all the way to Rampage and Ready to Rumble and Hydro Thunder. So it was really cool to talk with him. About I'm going I'm to I'm really take you back with Midway Defender in the <laughs> arcade. <laughs> That's awesome. I love yeah. that. So really, really cool, awesome episode. Go check it out 
Of course, we are now Epic Partners. Don't forget if you're going to buy V-Bucks over in Fortnite, if you're upgrading your cosmetic cards in Rocket League, or if you're buying anything off the Epic Game Store, please use our Epic Creator Code at checkout. It's no additional cost to you. You can support the team here at Kind of Funny in a brand new way by using our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout anytime you buy anything off the Epic Game Store. Of course, we'd like to thank our Patreon producers for the month of October. Pranksky, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Techie Haas, James Hastings, and Casey Andrews. This episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Fitbit, HelloFresh, and Purple Mattress, but we'll tell you all about that in a little bit. Let's jump right into this week, Paris. We've had some fun ones, and I'm excited to kick back and just talk it over with you. Of yeah. course, our good friend Jez Corden over at Windows Central and Jeff Grubb. We're talking about some cloud games, Paris, and I got to pick your brain about what the heck does this mean? So I'll give everybody the rundown because it's a lot of information. Uh, over there, Xbox partners with a Nordic game startup, Mainframe Industries, for an Xbox MMO. So coming from GameSpeed, this is what Jeff Grubb wrote. Finnish studio, Finnish studio Mainframe is working on a cloud-native, massive multiplayer online adventure for Xbox Game Studios. That's according to, to reporter Jez Corden of the Xbox Two podcast, and it's something that Jeff Grubb separately confirmed to independent sources. Mainframe's games go by working title PAX D and is something that people on the Xbox team are excited about for multiple reasons. Cloud native here means that players can access the same game to any device. The studio is also exploring potential gameplay mechanics that can only work in a game that exists primarily on a remote server. One key concept, however, is that the mechanics scale in terms of complexity. While anyone can do anything in PAXD on any device, certain tasks will make more sense depending on where you are playing. So if you're on your phone at work, you can open up the game and quickly do some crafting or resource farming. Then when you get home to your PC on console, you can take on some of the more complex missions like raids. But key Xbox figures are also excited about PAXD because of its value in highlighting hurdles with cloud-based development. The hope among those at Microsoft is PAX-D can create an opportunity to set up best practices for this kind of game, and then other studios can run that same playbook in the future. In particular, Xbox is hoping to use those lessons with Hideo Kojima's potential upcoming game. Kojima and Microsoft are still finalizing a deal, but Xbox team is lining up the resources to aid renowned Japanese developer. So I was like, dang, Paris, what the heck is going on here? I got to look up who Mainframe is. So I went over to their website. They seem fairly new. Just like we said, it's a startup. They're still hiring. But over on their website, they say, mixing the best of AAA, MMO, and mobile gaming into a social sandbox playable on any screen. Paris, the cloud, it's new. It's fresh. It's something that you and I, they saw the vision way back in the day. Now we're kind of living the vision but there's also so much more to cloud and cloud gaming. What does native cloud gaming mean to you? And what does it mean in this context? I mean, this, this is the future. Uh, this is where it's all headed. Like you said, um, you know, they talked about this in the past. When we think about early in the Xbox One generation, remember the marketing term power of the cloud and, and the crackdown three and the potential of destructible environments because of like all these things they were talking about, you know, literally almost a decade ago at this point. Now we're technology has caught up to the vision to where now you're seeing an actual studio 
starting that implementation and being able to do that you know on on a realistic scale so yeah this this is where gaming is headed this is where you get those new unique experiences this is where you're going to be able to do things that you can't do today on local systems because you won't potentially maybe you need that com compute power that's sitting up there in the cloud or maybe you need need that persistent environment that sits up in the cloud that you can't replicate across local systems on a console so to speak right so that's what I see when when they, they talk about this and that's exciting. And look, this game that's being made right now, you know, it it'll be early days. It might be rough around the edges. It, you know, it might promise some things that it ultimately can't fulfill, but it will lay the groundwork so that when a Kojima, because again, you know, go by all the rumors this is why allegedly he was originally working with Google for with Stadia and again, allegedly has moved over to Xbox now to complete that vision because now the technology is there and they're putting the things in place up there in, in the cloud to be able to, to do these remote compute things that, like I said before, simply can't be reproduced right now on local systems. So, yeah, I, I say it all the time when we talk about just cloud over. We have to stop thinking today because I see so much criticism of cloud gaming because while it works, it's not perfect today. But what's happening today is laying the foundation that when we talk five years from now, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe we're actually able to do this. Wow, I can't believe I'm having this gaming experience because I never thought we'd see this, you know, be able to happen. But now it can happen because they built out the infrastructure for it to happen. I feel like I'm stumbling on my words, but you get my point. So I'm excited to see this because, like I said, I, I think this is the start. This is a start. This this will be the first mini games that we see that will be quote unquote cloud only games. And there's still a lot of variables that are out there that need to be, you know, overcome. Obviously, input lag, um, the, the ultimate variable of your Internet connection. And like you said, playing it across multiple devices. What did that experience look like on a mobile device versus on a television versus on an iPad as examples? Right. So there's all these different things that we still have to, to think about and they have to figure out. And that's why I say you can't look at it today. To, right now is groundwork time. Let's see what it looks like five years from now. But overall, I think it's exciting. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now, Paris. After you know reading the news this week and trying my best to wrap my brain around it, I think it's just it's so far off in the future that it's hard to understand today where it's at. Right? Like, does this mean the world's going to be bigger? Does this mean that there'll be massive? players on the server like right. millions right does this mean scale. That, scale yeah exactly does this mean i'll just be able to log in and instantly play without downloading like we see with cloud gaming now right like what is that vision and it's exciting like you said like i don't know where gaming will be in five years from now but it looks like we're laying the groundwork towards this you know cloud based gaming structure and this cloud native as they call it what does that mean what does it look like and then also if i'm playing from anywhere like you said what does it look like on my phone, right? And if they're building it tailored towards my phone, are, am I going to be limited to only gathering resources and mining and crafting? Mm -hmm. Or will it be the true, hey, you can do anything you want from any device you want. It's just maybe more particular to that. But it, it's like scary. It's fun. It's exciting, like you said, of what is five years from now? Because like I read in the article, right, this is a, a startup. They are hiring, right? Over the past, look like since 2020, this is very, very new, this mainframe industry. So it doesn't look like this is going to turn out tomorrow or a year from now. So what does that look like? And then on top of that, now you throw in Hideo Kojima, where 
you know, Paris, I just got done playing Metal Gear Solid 3 and we've been going through all of his games and looking at Death Stranding. What does that mean, right? What can this guy think of in the worlds that he's done? Like, I think of Death Stranding and how you're so connected with other players, but you're not connected and you're sharing things. Does he just make a massive world where all of us are playing together? What, what does that make your mind think of? Right, exactly. And that's the potential of, of where all this is headed. And I, I want to say this real quick, and this is a little slightly off of what we're saying, but, it, but it's in the general point. And, and again, bringing it all full circle, Gary's not here, but Gary has been the inspiration for what I'm about to say the entire time. So today, like, you know, we, we talked about how we're in the, 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 the cloud beta on console, right? We've been doing that for a few weeks now. So this morning, I picked up Echo Generation and just started playing it. Don't have it downloaded. I just, I went into Game Pass. I saw it. I hit, I hit play, started streaming it, and I just started playing. And I played the game just fine. And, and I kid you not, at a certain point, I forgot that I was streaming it over the cloud. I'm literally just sitting on my couch playing that game this morning, and it just worked, and it was fine. That's the future of where all this stuff is headed. And, and again, bringing it back to Gary, Gary was the one that said this, you know, almost a year ago on, on here on XCast. As soon as they get that app on a smart TV, as soon as they get that USB dongle out and you can just pick up a controller, sync it to your TV and you're just playing games instantly. That's where we're going. And on even a bigger scale to what, what we're talking about in the original subject, you're going to start to see games where that's the only way you're going to be able to play them. And it's going to give us unique experiences that, that is exciting. That, that's what this whole thing, the future of it is exciting. It does not have to replace the way we play games today. It can sit on the side of it, be a supplement and enhance the way that we play games. And I, I just think it's a cool thing. Yeah, it sounds really cool. It, it feels like the start of the metaverse where like yeah. I'm going to get sucked into the TV Paris and this is going to be the end of me sitting on the couch, which is kind of exciting. And I can't wait to see, right, this partnership you love when Microsoft looks into some awesome tech, some incredible developers who want to, you know, expand the boundaries of gaming. And now you can put forth that, you know, the money bag and say, hey, let's create something together. And also, like Jeff Grubb said, right, this is going to lay down the playbook for others to exactly. understand those hurdles, those obstacles, and be able to make best practices that could help them in the future making these games. So something to keep an eye on. I don't mm -hmm. think we'll see it tomorrow, of course, but it is something for Xbox fans out there. Keep your eye on this. We'll see over the years what this turns out to be. We're already experiencing, like you said, with cloud gaming, what could actual games built in the cloud really look like? We'll find out soon enough. And, and you also have to think we're already seeing little things that are that, like Flight Simulator, as an example, takes advantage of Azure, takes advantage of the cloud to be able to give us a complete reproduction of planet Earth and we can go wherever we want. That's happening up in the cloud. That's happening today when we get Forza Horizon 5 and we're all playing it and loving it. And you see, you see my, my, my gamer tag and I'm crashing into you as we, we go down the Baja Beach. That's the cloud. Again, the, dri the Drivatars as an example, right? So we're already starting to see a small sample size of what this is going to be. And what this, the game that they're talking about is taking it to an even bigger scale. And man, I, I just think that stuff's exciting. Really do. So cool. It's the future. But here's yep. one to go on the opposite side of that because we're playing games in the cloud. We don't have to take up hard drive space. Yeah. But right now I got to take up hard drive space. And I got a cool one for everybody for this holiday season because Xbox has teamed up again with Seagate, their partners on creating those expansion cards. We got two brand new cards 
coming your way this holiday season. So to add on to our one terabyte card, we now have a 512 gigabyte card for $139. Pre-orders are now live through Walmart. And later on next month, launching in December, you can get the two terabyte card for $399.99. So the family will look like 512, one terabyte, and two terabytes, uh, all costing a pretty penny. That's a $400 card, Paris Lily. And as much as I would love to splurge on this card, and I really want to, I don't know if my bank account wants that. What, what do you think of that price tag right there? Unfortunately, it's just... <laughs> And we've talked about this before when it was even just the one terabyte one. This will not be cheap. It's just the tech, the technology is just not cheap to be able to do this. Um, so if you just gotta have two terabytes, you gotta pay for it. Um, yeah. I even think, honestly, of the three, the one terabyte is still the best value of those three. Um, you know, just price versus, you know, what you get. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> hey, if you got to have it, you got to have it, right? But oh. you, you will pay for it. And you know, like I said, it's, it's just the reality of, of what it is. Um, the, one, the one advantage that you may have over this versus the, the, the PlayStation strategy of where you can get one off the shelf is you probably will spend a little more, but, you know, it's guaranteed to work. It's simplistic. Yep. You just pop it in and you go. You, it's, hey, it's up to you. On, on what you value uh, out of that. But that seems to be the difference of, of the two strategies. But um, yeah, it's still gonna be pretty expensive for a while. I, I would say we still gotta give this probably another good two, maybe in three years before we see the prices drop to more reasonable levels. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, you like you said, you have that safety, that guarantee, right? It's got the X, design for Xbox badge on it, which mm -hmm. means, hey, this team has partnered with them. You know, it's gonna work right out the box. There's gonna be no question marks. And the big one actually is going to be under the designed for Xbox Limited series, which you and I have talked about with Gary before. Those are kind of the high-end boutique items that they have for the consoles and stuff like that. But yeah, it just got me thinking, you know, we talk about the cloud, but then on the flip side, right? I think of Warzone, I think of Forza, I think of Gears of War, I think of Halo Master Chief Collection. It's like all of those games are so big right now and yeah. they just continue mm -hmm. to grow. You just saw Forza 5 now put out there like preload stuff and it's over a hundred gigs and you're thinking to yourself man this is massive two terabytes for four hundred dollars really is hard to swallow and it actually like you said Paris it makes that one terabyte look a little bit better now with that value it makes me yeah. go okay I, I might have to jump on the one terabyte do you think 512 is good enough like do we think anything under a terabyte is really good enough I don't I don't at that point again. Wait, how much is 512 again? 139. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not, if that's all I'm getting for that price, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I, I think that's too much. Um, because you got to think at that point, I mean, it's basically what the Series S is doing right now. Um, yeah. I mean, really, I'm going to drop that amount. I, I might as well go just go buy another console at that point. <laughs> I don't know, but, but that's why I said before that the real value is the one terabyte one. Um, it's good to have those options available, but yeah, I, I, I just think the 512 is, is too much for the size. And then obviously the two terabyte, the size is great, but the price is just way too much. I mean, it is almost the, the cost of a Series X at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's the hard part to swallow is right, Paris. But, you know, it takes advantage of the Xbox velocity architecture. It works. I've had friends get the one terabyte, so that really pleases me. So we'll see what happens this holiday season. but some more options. And you've always taught me one thing that we all love 
having options, and that's what it's all about. Up next, Paris, we get to talk a little Grand Theft Auto again because now the Definitive Collection has shown off what awesome stuff you can find on the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Collection coming your way November 11th, 2021, the same day as Skyrim. So we're going to be celebrating some fun times with Skyrim and Grand Theft Auto, but the trilogy will include the ability to immediately restart missions. It's going to run in 4K up to 60 frames per second on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. And if you're playing over on PC, it will take advantage of DLSS. So pretty cool stuff. And Roger, our editor right now, is actually showing you some of the video to show you how they've upgraded this game to make it look so, so good. Paris, what is your thoughts on this one today when the trailer dropped? Oh, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. Obviously, a longtime fan just, just of Grand Theft Auto in general. So kind of brings it back to when we were talking about Splinter Cell. This is a great, great option for Rockstar to do to get people excited about Grand Theft Auto and, and, and legacy fans to kind of go back into the old games and kind of relive some of those moments. And then you enhance it and bring it more up to date to more modern gaming. I think it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a pretty smart move by Rockstar. I'm floored, Paris, by how good it looks. I yeah. didn't think it was going to yeah. be this good looking. Like I, yeah. I had my expectations, and I was like, okay, if they could do this and that. And then I see this, and I'm like, oh, you have absolutely blown me away with what is going on here. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot believe they were able to do that, which is great. Because Grand Theft Auto 3, 20 years old. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary right. this year, too, which is wild to think about. But another cool one for X Xbox gamers, uh, Xbox will receive... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive collection game out of the trilogy on Xbox Game Pass. So we get one of the three via Game Pass. And let's all be honest with each other. It's the best one. Okay. It's the biggest. It, yeah, it's it the is, baddest. It is. It's got CJ and Grove Street. Yeah. It's the absolute best pairs, which is really, really cool. So what did you think about that? Is one good enough? Would you have preferred all of them? What, what, what's up with that? We're just getting one. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because, yeah, San Andreas would be the one that I would want to go back and play. So for me, yeah, that's that would if, if it had to be one, that's the one I would would want. But it also brings me to something else I said today when I saw that and I saw it was on Game Pass. I immediately tweeted out Xbox Game Pass is the best value in gaming. It is something that we have talked about on the show a lot. And uh I've seen the comments <laughs> after I said that they have definitely been very, very polarizing, but um, I truly believe that. I, and I know we probably got more game pass news we're going to talk about in a minute, but I truly do believe that when, when you see things like this come to the to the service, I mean, you're already subscribed to it. You're already playing these other games and then they drop a gem like this on you. No brainer. Just go pick it up and play it. You know, that's, that's the power of having game pass giving you, these different options of games that you can play. And then when you get these happy surprises like that, hey, just adds more value to it, in my opinion. You were so brave to do that. I was going to bring it up after this. Oh, I wanted so violence. I chose, I chose violence. I chose violence. <laughs> I, 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 met, I messaged Danny Pena right after, and I, and I, and I, and I go, <laughs> I choose violence. And I sent him the link. <laughs> I, I love it because I was going to bring it up on the show. I, I love that conversation, and it's just such a weird one of like, it is so great. And when you get these happy moments, like you said, right, where you just get this surprise of, hey, part of the Grand Theft Auto trilogy is going to be in Game Pass. It's like, oh, that's awesome, right? Like, that's really cool. And now people, if you don't want to spend all of the money on right. the trilogy, right, because it's a big packed holiday, boom, you get one of the three and you get one of the best of the three. So that's really, really special to see. 
I see uh, Rogers brought it up on the YouTube as well, just yeah. to show everybody your bravery today, which I love is right. But a great time for Game Pass because we're coming up, Paris, you and I. We have Age of Empires hitting PC. Of course, we have Forza Horizon on the way. And we also have, of course, Halo in December. So a big time back-to-back -back month here of Game Pass stuff. But on the flip side, let's talk about Game Pass really quick. The ebbs and the flows of mm -hmm. Game Pass. Because we had a report here, and I'm going to bring from IGN.com by Matt Kim. It looks like Game Pass subs have slowed down a little bit, Pear. So let's talk about this. In a new financial statement, Microsoft revealed that Xbox Game Pass subscriptions rose by 37.5%, falling just short of their internal targets of 47.8%. In contrast, last year, Microsoft overperformed on its targets to grow Xbox Game Pass, increasing subscriptions nearly 86% over the goal of 71%. Now, Paris, maybe break this down for me. Let's have a discussion. Why would they slow down? And is this normal? It, it's interesting when, when I saw that. Um, I Like the actual percentage of it, if you just saw it stand alone, you would think, oh, wow, that's pretty, pretty good. That, that rolls pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's coming in that they set their own expectations pretty high. I think what it said was well, like 48%. Versus Correct. the 37, what it was. So, so then it looks like a disappointment. You didn't hit your own internal marks for what you thought Game Pass would grow to. Um, the analogy, and I don't take credit for this, but the analogy that I say when you look year over year growth, you know, the bigger you get, the, the, the harder it is to be able to keep the percentages up. It is easier to go from one to two than it is to go from 10 to 20 right? As, as an example. So you almost got to think of it in, in that way too. And again, I'm not making any excuses for it or whatever. Like I just said, I think it's a great value. I think it's almost a no brainer if you're really in the gaming, you know, to subscribe to game pass, but maybe there are people that are still sitting out there on the fence saying, I'm not seeing the quote unquote new exclusive games that I want. I think halo getting delayed a year absolutely hurt this hundred percent. It did. I think if Halo would have come out a year ago in the shape that we're thinking it's going to be this December, I think you would have seen a lot more Game Pass engagement with it. Um, yeah, they've made some great third-party deals, but the truth of the matter is they are still lacking first-party content. That is just a 100% fact. There's no excuse for that. We all know it. They know it. You just, just Hey, look. You just had Matt Booty on because I wasn't invited to that. But you had Matt Booty on. We know all the studios that that are working on things. We've seen the future roadmap, but we're just simply not there yet. We're we're literally starting to hit it. Like you just said, Age of Empires is coming. Forza Horizon is coming. Halo, you know, is going to be a big monster for them. We see what's coming in 2022, and they're going to cap that off with Starfield at the end of that year. Avowed, Fable. Like, we know stuff is coming. It's just not here today. So... I'd be curious to see what the Game Pass numbers look like December 2022. And the reason I say that is by that time, Starfield will be out. So all these things that we've talked about, now you have all these big exclusive games that are now out on Game Pass, along with whatever third-party game partnerships they've made as well. I'd be curious to see what the percentage uh, number growth looks like at that point obviously we're only talking percentage we still don't know what the actual number of game pass subs are like you know i i, I guess there was that one with the interview with phil and the person from uh take two he kind of let it slip and didn't he say mm, 30 million yeah. or something like that yeah, he, he let it slip and then people were like well, how would he know but then they thought right. maybe they're so close he would know yeah, yeah that was interesting yeah. 
Yeah, that was interesting. So I would imagine by the end of this year, they're going to give us a, a, an official number. It would seem to me they're probably going to want to wait until after Halo is out, because I think if there's going to be any any mm. future growth, it's probably going to be around that game, especially if it hits the way that you know people are hoping that it will. Obviously, we're talking campaign because we know multiplayer is going to be free to play. But um, I mean, it, it it's growing. I mean, the fact, like we said, if you just saw 37 percent in a vacuum, you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. It's just the fact that that also came with that they were thinking they're going to have almost 50% growth and they obviously didn't quite get there. Yeah. It would be really fun to be a fly on the wall and see them circle the different moments, right? Of course you have age of empires and Forza, but of course the big one will be halo end of the year. And then I think of Gary Witter, right? When do we put game pass on the TVs? And then that's going to be a big circle of like, yep. what does that do for us? Right. Yep. Starfield down the line, Redfall. We got a bunch of games happening and it will be fun to see those milestones hit at certain events and occasions but yeah I, like you said i think you look at a 37.5 percent is great growth there sure your internal targets are higher than that but you got to be celebrating the growth because yeah it is harder to continuously grow year after year when it went from one to two now you're going two to 20 like you said it's pretty wild but and i wonder small, slow down and i wonder is that 37 percent since they announced 18 you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm yeah. curious. I'm I'm curious what you know what what the baseline for that was. I'm 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 cheating and trying to look it up now. But yeah, <laughs> um, that cheated cheat away because yeah, that's the fun one of like the last number that we really thought was real was 18, right? And then all of a sudden that GTA interview came out and it was like the 2K, it's like 30. So we're anywhere between 18 to 30s where you would put your guesstimate probably located at right now. Right. Right. Uh, but with that, Paris, let's take a pause and hear a moment from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Purple. It's funny, the last few years, everyone has been really interested in their sleep quality. There's all these methods for getting a great night's sleep, meditation, yoga, mattress toppers, but no matter what you do, if you're sleeping on a terrible mattress, your sleep will also be terrible. It's that simple. That's why I recommend that you sleep on a Purple mattress. That's because only Purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. Unlike Memory Foam, which remembers everything, Purple's Gel Flex Grid bounces back as you move and shift. I absolutely have been loving my purple pillow. I've been talking about it for so many years. The purple mattress as well is such a fantastic way to improve your sleep. I could not recommend it more. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash kind of funny 10 and use code kind of funny 10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny 10 code kind of funny 10 for 10% off any order of 200 or more purple.com slash kind of funny 10 promo code kind of funny 10 terms apply next up of course i want to give a shout out to hello fresh meal planning and going to the grocery store is so 2019 get rid of those to-do list items with hello fresh they're here to keep you stocked chopped and fully brocked Oh, I love that they're talking about broccoli. Uh, HelloFresh delivers pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering recipes directly to you. And we're talking fresh, going from the farm to your door within a week. They've got options like quick and easy meals, low prep, one pan, and 10 to 15 minute meals, uh, which Cool Greg has been loving, absolutely. So you can cut down the time you spend on cooking and clean up that you can get back to your family sooner. Plus, 
HelloFresh offers fantastic variety with over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and even gourmet options. Recently, Kevin was telling me about this uh, fried rice uh, that him and Paula made. It sounded fantastic. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash KFGames14 and use the code KFGames14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals free, including free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash KFGames14 with the code KFGames14. And finally, shout out to FitBod. Sometimes keeping your workout motivation can be tough, even more so if you get bored with what you're doing or it gets too easy because making progress means overcoming new challenges and keeping yourself engaged. That's why FitBod created a fitness program that adapts to you with new exercises to adjust how you're progressing. Uh, Cool Greg's been doing this. He's been training for his half marathon and FitBod's been a great thing to help keep him accountable, keep it feeling fresh. Uh, Just keep him motivated to, to, you know, keep his exercise up and keep trying new things. FitBod's algorithm uses data and analytics to help you build on your last workout to maximize your results. Plus, FitBod workouts are balanced to avoid overworking muscles with varied exercises to keep you sharp. You can pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self will thank you. You can get 25% off of your membership at fitbod.me slash kfgames. That's 25% off at fitbod.me slash kfgames. F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash kfgames. All right, everybody, welcome back. Talking some more Game Pass, Paris. Let's look at the games that you could be playing here on the second half of October via that awesome service. And there's a couple of good ones, Paris, that I hope you and the family and all of your friends have circled. So let's jump into it. Available right now, you have Into the Pit on Cloud Console and PC. This is a Game Pass that I have my eye on because it brings me back to the old school N64 days from Hexen. That's a really cool little two-handed uh, kind of medieval killer game right there, which I'm fun to check out. Outriders on PC. Paris, Outriders on PC, kind of late. You think that will give that t- that team a little bump, or do you think that's over with? You know, it's 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 funny because I saw that and I was like, oh, "Good, I'm gl- I'm glad we're getting more of that stuff on Game Pass PC." But at the same time, I'm I was also just thinking what you said. Seems like it's seems like it's too little, too late um, yeah. for that game. Um, and it's it's funny when you go back if people go back in the archives when Outriders came out the way we were talking about it. Um, there was so much potential there with with the mm-hmm. game. Um, I I had fun in bursts. But just some of some of the, the the technical issues and bugs and things that they had just made me say, you know what, I got to put this down because you're not going to take my progress away. You know, I'm running in, you know, you're nerfing things that are not making the game fun anymore. This wasn't necessarily ready for prime time. And it's just another example of don't put these games out until they're not nothing will be 100 percent, but until they're as polished as you can possibly get it which kind of brings us back to our conversation last week with Battlefield 2042. So I honestly have not played Outriders in months at, at this no. point, and I don't feel an urgency or a need to, to go back to it. And, and that's unfortunate, because like I said, I do think there's some potential there. I haven't even thought of Outriders since. Yeah, I didn't until I saw that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. come and go. So, I mean, it is cool. We, we kind of had that back and forth, remember, of like, What's a games as a service? Oh, wait, we're not a games as a service. So this is just like, hey, you can play this and do your own thing and go forth with it. So hopefully some people who held out on it, maybe didn't buy it. They can go check it out and get their money, you know, get their subscriptions worth. Leave after that one is right. But up next, we have Dragon Ball Fighter Z on cloud and console. And then Echo Generation, cloud, console, and PC. Yeah. This is from an ID at Xbox team right here. 
Harrison. This was this one. This one's cool. It's getting some great numbers right now as well on the review side. This is Mm -hmm. that like strangers thing mixed this like pixelated art and it looks cool, Paris. Are you going to check this out? No, that was the one I was talking about before where I said I just started playing it on my console. I didn't have it downloaded. I just cloud stream it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. That's why I said time went by and I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just cloud playing it. I was just playing the game and I was enjoying it. That's awesome. Okay. Well, good, good positive feedback from Paris. And Mm -hmm. I will definitely check that out. Uh, Yeah. Caught my eye. I I remember seeing it at a couple of events and going, okay, this definitely uh, might be the game I want to go check out. So perfect to know it's on cloud as well. And you enjoyed the experience. Finally available right now is Everspace 2, a game preview game on PC from the ID at Xbox team. So check that out. And then next week, October 28th, here's your big first party release. Coming in this holiday season, Age of Empires 4 on PC. We're going to talk about it next week, so I'll share all of our thoughts with that one on the show. You have Alan Wake's American Nightmare on console and PC. Backbone on console. That's an idea at Xbox game. Bassmaster Fishing 2022 cloud console and PC. That's a day and date one, just so you know, Paris. That's day and date, so that's a nice little grab there. Uh, None Guns Doppelganger Edition cloud console and PC. And one that Blessing says is a must-play, The Forgotten City on cloud console and PC. So if you've been caught up in the time loop world, if you liked Death Loop, if you liked 12 Minutes, if you're looking for mur- more murder mystery, time loop extravaganza, he says that The Forgotten City is the real deal and you got to play it. So go grab that. It's on cloud as well, which I love. Yep. So check that out. Leaving October 31st, so you have till the end of the month to go check this one out, is Carto Cloud Console and PC celeste cloud console and pc and if you've never played celeste you gotta play it because celeste is incredible what a great game that one is uh comanche on pc east shade cloud console pc five nights at freddy's cloud console and pc for everybody that wants to get a nice little horror kick before halloween there you go knights and bikes console and pc and unruly heroes on cloud console and pc Paris, I have to give you this game update because it looks good and I can't wait to bring my friends into it. Grounded Hot and Hazy update is out now so you can return to the Grounded's backyard and experience the Hot and Hazy update, brave the explosive perils of newly revamped Haze biome and survive the sizzling heat of the sandbox with new weapon and character systems and new friends. Find out why this is Grounded's biggest game preview update to date. Yeah, you Paris, know, pa, pa, yeah, pa, yeah, yeah, it does. And to pause on that really quick, going back to to the Matt Booty interview on on Gamescast, yes. and t- specifically talking about grounded, and you know how you know you you continue to build upon a concept and and look look where where grounded is going. Because I even remember you know when I was doing Showcase Extended, and they were they were showing off you know some of the new stuff coming for grounded, and just just talking to the guys at Obsidian, and yeah, team of seventeen. I think it originally was 14, but like it was 17 at, at that point when I was talking to mm. them that are making this game. That's crazy, you know, and they're just going to continue to iterate on it, get, get, get community feedback and keep making this, this awesome stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It was really cool to talk with Matt Booty and hear his confidence and belief in that team and that game, because we talked about with him, Sea of Thieves hitting 25 million right. players, right? right. And yeah. Having the belief and the fortitude to stick with that with Rare and say, oh, we're not going to back down. We're going to continue to push forward with that and look at what it's created. And Matt Booty really believes that Grounded could be something like that, right? This is a game that's going to have legs. It's going to survive and get updates. And people are going to come back to it. They're going to leave. They're going to come back. 
And so he really liked Grounded. Another one that uh, Andy asked him about was games that you celebrate internally that maybe people on the outside don't celebrate enough or maybe you're screaming from the rooftops, hey, check this out. And he brought up Grounded. One that I wanted to bring up, Paris, that you and I, I know I've played was Gears of War Hive Busters and yeah. that DLC, right? I know we had a solid week of singing that thing's praises and people seem to really enjoy that. But it's one of those where you look around, you're like, man, I hope everybody really took advantage of that because that was an awesome expansion that they made Agreed. in that game. It really was. So good. Touch controls, Paris, because I love touching on it. Or I love touch, uh, touching on it because I'm playing it all the time uh, for mobile cloud gaming. Over 100 plus titles now featuring touch controls. Updated now for Art of Rally, Boyfriend Dungeon, Crown Trick, Curse of the Dead Gods, Gears Tactics, Lethal League Blaze, Signs of the Sojourn, uh, The Ascent, Train Sim World 2, Yakuza 0, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2. Pairs, they added The Ascent to touch controls that one caught my eye that's yeah, wild Paris. yeah that is that is wild to to think with with, with, the, with the twin stick the, the way that you have to control it i'd be very interested to see how that works <laughs> i in the way i look at the touch control stuff we talked about this before it's just it's just another option you're in a pinch yeah. you need to you know and in, in basically have some input on a game you'll, you're able to do it is it going to be the primary way you should be playing absolutely not but just to have the option for any any type of game i, I think it's awesome yeah, it's, it's wild, Paris. And it was one of those of like, uh, we've talked about it as it's slowly gone up. And now to have 100 plus titles mm -hmm. with touch controls. And so I, I went deep in there, opened up my app. I, I scrolled through what has touch controls. And here's some of the crazy games that caught my eyes with touch controls. City Skylines, Crimson Skies, Dirt 5, Fable 1 through 3, Gears 5, Minecraft Dungeons, Psychonauts 2, Sea of Thieves, and five of the Yakuza games. Just wild to me. Psychonauts 2 with touch controls. The game came out like two months ago. Yeah. That's crazy, Paris. Yeah, it is. It really is. I really love that they've made the option, right? They've continued to build up the option where we could play that. And I think of your kids going to school or me going to work, right? And just having my phone, not carrying around a backbone or a controller anywhere and still being able to jump in and have some fun. Like, I think that's what it's all about, especially a game like Minecraft Dungeons where you could just do one level on your quick break for 15 minutes with touch controls is really, really awesome. So absolutely love that. Here's some free to play days for you to know about this weekend. You can check out fallout 76 F1 2021 and dead by daylight. Of course, a big F1 weight race this weekend on Saturday, as you're hearing this, they're over in Austin, Texas with the big time racing circuit. So you don't want to miss out on that. A good opportunity to check out the new game and dead by daylight. One of my favorites, 4v1 situation games uh dead by daylight is a must play it's a lot of fun if you can get your friends to do it play as the killer play as the survivors go out there try to light up all the grid and have a fun time it's awesome yep. paris among us is finally coming we've talked yep. about it enough it's coming release date of december 14th come to xbox one xbox series x and s and will be on xbox game pass that's a pretty excited one do you think this will have a big boost a big boom for that holiday period, I think all the kids coming home and being off of school for a while, you think we'll see a, a kind of a small resurgence, a good energy yeah, with I that do. one? Yeah, I definitely do. Because you're bringing it to a platform it hasn't been on before. So you'll definitely get some, some brand new engagement. Yeah, I'm really excited. You know what? I'm not excited about still no fall guys, though, Paris. 
Just so I you know. know, still no fall, guys. And I'm, 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 crazy. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little worried about it, but you know what? We're gonna just keep it moving without fall, guys. It's fine. I guess that's over with. We get to celebrate games with Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studio. He wrote up a really nice Xbox blog over on the Xbox Wire, celebrating the 20 years, celebrating games, and also sharing some information on a fun celebration stream that we'll get to know. So he said, this has been one crazy year. The addition of Bethesda, you got new consoles, mini fridge, flight sim on console, along with Psychonauts 2, the lead up to three epic months with back-to-back first-party launches, AOE 4, Forza Horizon 5, and Halo, and of course, celebrating Sea of Thieves hitting 25 million players. And then at the end, he got to invite us all. He said, we're invited to join us on November 15th to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox and Halo with a fun digital broadcast for fans around the globe. We won't announce any new games. This anniversary broadcast will be a special look back at 20 years of Xbox. We'll share more details soon. Stay tuned. So really, really exciting stuff, Paris. You know, this is one I've talked with you and Gary about, I think bringing everybody together and connecting Mm -hmm. over this 20th anniversary is a big, big deal to me. And I'm sure many others. And it's one of those, I'm really excited to see what the team does. But I'll pose the question to you, Paris. We got the camera on you. You get your 30 seconds to a minute to share your favorite Xbox memories and how this 20th anniversary is special to you. What would you say to that camera? My favorite Xbox moment over the 20 years. I I always have to go back to zero hour for me. Um, That was such a magical couple days being able to go to Palmdale out in the desert. And uh, this was the launch of the 360. But to be able to be there with all, all these other fans from around the country, and we got to play all the launch games for the Xbox 360 for like I think 24 hours straight or something crazy like that in, the, in this in this hangar, and uh, you know just getting to meet people and you know, like I remember just just thinking of Xbox people like I got to meet Jay Allard, I got to meet Peter Moore at, at that time. I'll never forget. Uh, getting to meet Adam Sessler as, as I stood in line, you know, and just being just such a huge fan of him and X play. And yeah, it just, just so many memories that, that came out of that. I just remember at nine o'clock at night, the bet when the best buy uh, trucks come, came rolling in the hangar and they're handing out the three sixties to everybody. Um, I still have my hoodie to this day uh, from that event. Um, so it's easily the, 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 the best gaming event I've ever been to in my life. And, you know, like I said, it's just a moment in time I'll, I'll never forget, you know, and and I even think I, I tell the story all the time um, about my initial viewing of the Xbox when I went to E3 2001. And I was like, this is Xbox thing and this is not going to work. This, this is not going to work. This Halo thing. This is a buggy mess. What are they doing? I'll be over at the Nintendo booth uh, looking at Luigi's Mansion because that's all I really cared about at, at, at the time. And then to just by dumb luck, walk into a comp USA on launch day, pick up a, an Xbox console, pick up Halo and not even play it for a month. Right. And just when I did, everything just changed from that moment. So, you know, I think about all the nights with my friends playing, you know, playing Halo Combat Evolved over X-Link Kai, you know, for the multiplayer. Right. You know, before Halo 2 came out, I'll never forget that magical night. Halo 2 jumping into, you know, the party thing and going on Zanzibar and we're like, oh my God, this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life, right? You know, just just things like that. Uh, being lucky enough uh, to go up to Seattle, to, to go to, to the Best Buy uh, when Halo 3 launched and be able to literally hand out a copy of Halo 3 
to a kid, um, which I actually have a picture of. I think I posted this online where I, you, there's a picture where you can see me handing it to the kid and his parents are there and just the excitement on his face. I would love to know what, what happened to that kid and where he is now. But just just things like that, man. When I think about the 20 years of, of Xbox, I've obviously personally been lucky enough you know, to have so many interactions with people inside Xbox and just, you know, all the different people I've met throughout the gaming industry over the years, obviously culminating this year, I got got to host a couple of events for Xbox. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been an amazing 20 years, man, it, it, it really wow. has. And, um, you know, I, I think whatever they're going to show here on the 15th uh, should be a lot of fun. And we all get to reminisce. And, you know, here's to another 20 years, hopefully. Yeah, it's so exciting, Paris. I can't wait to see their messaging, and then if they bring in the community, hearing stories from people like you, mm -hmm. Paris, right, with all of the 20 years. And then the coolest part is it's been 20 years. There's going to be young kids there that celebrate the Xbox One, the new Series X and S, people with the 360 generation. It's going to be all sprinkled in there. It's going to be really cool because I think that's the best part about gaming is we're all connected through gaming, but everybody has a different personal touchstone that brings them in and gets them excited. And it's always fun to hear yeah. the enthusiasm. Sticking with Matt Booty, we got some news for Matt Booty. And it's actually funny enough because it comes from the Gamescast pair. So I thought I'd rip that off, yeah, share some yeah. Gamescast uh, fun because that's a good time. <laughs> so Andy Cortez asked him about Everwild and some thoughts on Everwild. So over from IGN.com by Joseph Nope, he wrote back in, back in June, a report indicated that Everwild, Rare's newest IP, was being completely rebooted. In a recent interview with Kind of Funny, Xbox Game Studio head Matt Booty said that the report was more definite and a little more extreme than the truth. In his kind of funny interview, Booty elaborated on how game development, particularly in a narrative-rich and distinct flavor that Rare creates, is a difficult process consisting of thousands of little decisions. Quote, What's, what is Rare known for, Booty said. They're known for creating new IP and creating worlds. I'll say, when you look at it from the outside, when you hear the words like reset and maybe restructure, those are probably a little more definite and a little more extreme than what really happens as a game comes to life. Paris, that was some cool insight right there to hear him talk about that, of course, being the head of Xbox Game Studios. He gets to see and meet with all mm -hmm. of the heads of the different studios that he oversees, and they talk and they, they have some conversations about that. What do you think from the outside looking in with Rare and Everwild, do you think that the media may be painted in this picture that it is doom and gloom and maybe it's just kind of on a different path and they're making these small decisions? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, I think he's he's clarifying that, yeah, some things have clearly changed with it that are going to take more time, but it's not this extreme, all right, we just took everything that concept we had and we just balled it up and threw it in the trash and we're starting from scratch. I mean, it just sounds like, hey, maybe there were some concepts they were trying to do didn't necessarily fit like to make a cohesive game like all right let's change that a little bit and again i'm not trying to make an excuse for rare and what, what they're doing but it sounds like like he's saying it's not super extreme it's not gloom and gloom the fact that you know it's going to take some more time you know to, to realize the vision of what they want everwild to be yeah yeah it was really really eye-opening and heartwarming to know that like they have these hard conversations over there and every single day they're making decent decisions as they grow and build these games out. Another one over here was Matt Booty was asked about working with the initiative and Crystal Dynamics. And so over on VGC by Tom Ivan, he wrote, speaking in an interview with Kind of Funny Games, Booty said Microsoft jumped 
at the chance to partner with Crystal Dynamics when it became available. Quote, I think we're at a point in the industry where if you've got a team like Crystal Dynamics, team that becomes available, which has great pedigree, great success, just a lot of skill, and through connections, you know the fact that we've got Daryl Gallagher at the Infinite or at the Initiative who has some folks there and they become available. Going back to what our my job is day to day, it would it would just be I'd be remiss to say no. Uh, we've got to find a way to make this work. We've got a team that's got great experience building the kind of thing that we're building. Who's worked on some or who's worked with some of the people that's now available? You know, it was not a standard situation because they're not usually out billing themselves as a sort of co-development studio like many places are. But we found a way to make it work, and I think. It was through some of the personal connections that we've got. That was pretty cool, Paris, to hear yeah. that they mm -hmm. looked at that and goes, this is an awesome opportunity because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and it just came from a tweet, right? And so that led to the question of, well, what the heck is going on over at this quadruple A studio that we've all touted it to be? And it's really cool to be able to ask Matt Booty that question and hear that it's like, oh no, like this is a really positive thing. And he really yeah. loves collaboration and that, that's something that will always stick with me. I thought that was really cool, Paris. No, I agree. And, and I think, you know, the, the bottom line, at the end of the day, for, for us as consumers, we just want a great game. So whatever they got to do to make a great game, do what you got to do. That, that's the way I look at it. So if this collaboration is going to make, the, make Perfect Dark the best that it can be, so be it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get out of here, Paris. I got one more user question for you, and then we can get out of here and enjoy our weekend full of games and dune the movie over on hbo max i know i'm tuning into that one but this comes from bj bernardo again he says with the 20th anniversary of xbox coming soon i gotta know what's the game that made you feel like the xbox is the future when you first put it in into any of your xboxes for me it was splinter cell the lighting the curtains moving realistically i thought i could not it couldn't get any better thanks bj paris what was that game when he you said put it. it into your Xbox. That was it. I it knew it, it would be. Yeah. I love that it. it. That was it. That's why I was alluding when playing that OXM demo back in the day it was like, wow. You know, like I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the game could do that. That that's really, really special, Paris. And I love that you and BJ share that. For me, it's Halo 2. And you brought it up, right? Playing online via Xbox Live and the idea of it's not just me and my three friends anymore staring at the same screen all divided into four boxes mm -hmm. and yelling at each other for screen cheating. It is now me and the entire planet. And we're all having fun. We're sharing laughter. We're competing. We're playing games together. And you'll never forget booting up that Xbox, going on to Xbox Live and hearing other people's voices and partying up was really, really special. You know, I'll, I'll throw another one in there as well. I, Because I, again, I think the, that early 2000s era of gaming was was so special and not just xbox this, this this applies to playstation nintendo and the pc as well but this being an xbox show i'll never forget being able to play ghost recon over xbox live with my buddies and thought it was just the coolest freaking thing ever and then i remember oh. that that escalated into like rainbow six and obviously later on like you're saying when when we got halo truly realized on xbox live you know with halo 2 those were just some fun moments, man. I mean, it was it was such those were when a lot of friendships were made, friendships that still last to this day over the 20 years of Xbox being able to do stuff like that, you know, because it was it was it was cutting edge at the time. I remember 
a lot of people thought Xbox Live wasn't going to work, you know, um, that they were very skeptical of it. And like, ah, who's, who's going to want to pay for the online? Like, no one believed in it. But here we are. I mean, I guess 19 years later, because since, since Xbox Live was, was 2002. But here we are now, industry standard. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine not having connectivity you know, in, in games now. And, and a lot of that started on a console anyways, obviously I, we know PC was doing some things, but um, it's just in the DNA now of, of console gaming to have, have that connectivity, you know, and Xbox live started it all. So, you know, kudos to that. Oh my gosh, that Paris, I think of guitar hero in the moment that was yes. guitar hero and rock band and just grabbing that plastic guitar and feeling like I was a rock star for the first time. And only time in my life was really Something I'll never forget. That was mm -hmm. really, really special as well. And yeah, there's so many awesome gaming moments. And I'm so lucky to be joined by you and Gary with all of our history. And I can hear stories from you guys. Tell me about that and like how you've seen it grow and where it could be with cloud-based games later on in the future. It's really, really special. So yeah. that's mm -hmm. how we'll end the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. It's a great week ahead. We're ending, of, the, of course, the month of October with a bang. We get Age of Empires 4 on PC next week so go out there and play it we'll talk about it on the next kind of funny x cast but with that paris lily let's go enjoy the weekend see you everybody peace